We are downtown. We are historic. We are family. We are scriptural. We are First Baptist Church. If you would, turn with me to your listening sheet. We're going to read aloud together this week's reverse text, which is Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. So let's stand and we'll read it aloud together. This then is the text for today. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when a flood occurred, the torrent burst against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation. And the torrent burst against it and immediately it collapsed and the ruin of that house was great. May God bless the reading of his word. Late-night commercials are some of the most intriguing artifacts of our society. In fact, I think they may be one of the best ways to understand how we operate, to understand who we are. Impulsive, impractical, unnecessary. And you know, there's one in particular that fits with this week's reverse text. Have you ever seen these Flex Seal commercials? where any leak at any time can be fixed with a quick spray. With just one, one quick spray, you can fix your boat, you can fix your door, you can fix your house, you can fix your neighbor's house. <laughs> this, is, this is us. We love having a simple solution so that we can forget a complex problem. Just spray some filler over it. That'll fix it. And as it took off, there's another commercial, too, where the Flex Seal guy concocted a boat out of some Flex Seal paste. And this, this whole thing is a marketing stunt. stunt. Uh, no one would ever build a boat out of this stuff. Not that you would actually tack out on the water. But listen to what Jesus is telling us this week. Jesus is saying, right now, you're in the middle of this building process, be it a boat or a house. So right now, you're in the middle of building. You're building up this life. And all of us in here, we're at different stages. We're at different stages of building up this life, but, but all of us have been given, by the grace of God, a new day. A new day to build, a new day to work. And Jesus tells us in this week's reversed that there, there are two ways that this, this happens. There are two kinds of builders. Now, sometimes they get intermingled a little bit, but essentially it comes down to one or the other. You're one kind of builder or you're the other. You see, some of us go about building our lives with the proper building materials. But most of us, even Christians, 
We go around and we try to build our lives out of flex seal and duct tape. If we have a, little, if we have a problem, we, we say spray a little filler over it or grab the duct tape. And eventually, the whole life just becomes filler or tape. And you know, what's even crazier is that some of us are floating and we're holding on to this makeshift flex seal raft thinking that we've built something special. We think we have some unique expression of life because our life doesn't look like a life, it looks like a raft, a poorly made art installation of a raft from crude materials. You see, the reality of life is we don't have much. None of us, none of us in this room have much to build this life out of. On our own, we're not capable of much more than filler and tape. On our own, left our own devices and our own wisdom, we can't come up with something much different or something much better. Our tools and our materials are severely limited in what we try to create. They're simple, they're temporary. See, when we're trying to build our lives, we're, we're doing the best we can. We get the most out of our energy. We, we try to put something together, and you do whatever you can with what you've got, and you try to piece it all together. You see, the problem for us, and what we recognize in this text this week, is that life is full of calamity. Anyone that walks on the face of this earth will endure hardship. You will suffer. None of us will likely ever have to endure what Jesus endured walking to Golgotha. But we're all going to face our fair share of tragedy in this life. You're going to lament and cry. It's part and parcel of this life. So this is where Jesus is taking us. What happens in those tragic moments? What sustains you when life is at its worst? Where do you go when a terrible storm rages that you have no control over? See, Jesus says that there's, there's two different ways of doing this. You can do it on your own with some filler and some tape, or you can do it with the Lord. Because there's no way to outrun the storms. They're going to come with regularity. They will try with every droplet of water to rip down your house. In fact, think back with me over your own life. How many storms have raged? How many torrents have come? Because when they do, most of us react like we're in a late night TV commercial. We start to hear the water rushing and we run and grab the filler. We've got the flex seal in our right hand and the duct tape in our left hand. And we'll stand and fight as long as we can. I mean, do you understand? This is all most people have. This is, this is all that most people can come up with. And eventually, life collapses in on itself. Now sometimes, this is what Christians do too. What we end up doing is we just Christianize these and we, we look up to Jesus and say, bless my filler and bless my tape and Lord, I've got this. See, Jesus, I'm, I'm going to handle this one. And Jesus just looks at us. He says, 
what are you, what are you doing? This, this doesn't make any sense. Now, first of all, it, it makes no sense for someone to cry out to Jesus. It makes no sense for somebody to call to Jesus and then turn around and tell Jesus what you're going to do. We say, Jesus, I'm going to fix this. But do you realize how often we do this? How often our prayers are us going to Jesus saying, this is what I'm going to do. Jesus, this is how I'm going to fix it. Jesus, this is where we're going to go. Would you please bless these efforts? We call on Jesus and we tell him what we're going to do today. Or we tell him this is what should be done today. But, but listen to Jesus. In Jesus' heart in this text, you do not get to tell Jesus what today is going to be like. You do not get to tell Jesus what the solution to life's problems are. And let me remind you, that is for your own good. And that is for your own hope. You need to go to Jesus and ask him what his solution is. You need to go to Jesus and ask him what his plans are. Because his ways are greater than our ways. Higher than our ways. Because every one of your solutions and all of your materials that you can come up with, everything that you might build your life with are weak substitutes for Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus Christ is the one who molded the molecules of your existence. No flood or storm bothers him. Anything this world throws at us, Jesus has already had the answer. See, with Jesus, you have access to the power that created the building blocks of existence. And, and he can not only defy the laws of physics, but he can manipulate them for the benefit of the church. He can manipulate them for the benefit of the gospel. Jesus never flinches in the storm because he is the answer. He spoke and it was created. He spoke and so we are. See, Jesus tells us that there's only one way to endure, and it is through him. And as you work down through the reverse this week, you, you see him say, you come to me. He says, you, you don't just come, you come and you listen. He says, you don't just come and you don't just listen, you come and you listen and you obey. It takes all of it. It's, it's a three-step process to throw yourself before Jesus, to listen to what Jesus has to say, and then actually go and enact what he has called you to do. It takes all of it. In fact, that is the only way life is sustained through every storm. You're going to have to do what Jesus has told you to do. If you look back with me at the first verse of our reverse text this week, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? And Jesus says that there's two ways of building this life. You can do what Jesus has said, or you can ignore him. If you do what Jesus says, life sustains. If you ignore him, it crumbles. These are the only two options that are before us. And so Jesus is begging the question here. He says, why, why are you calling out to him? Are you calling out to Jesus to place an order? Or are you calling out to Jesus to be given an order? Because generally we fall down before him and we tell him what's going to happen. But if today we will say we're going to commit to going to Jesus and say, give me that order. Because Jesus is telling us here is what you see in this is, is something we often neglect. Jesus is telling him, when you come to him in prayer, it always comes with an assignment. And, and what usually happens to us is we don't recognize the assignment because we're the ones doing all the talking. We never stop and listen. 
We never take the time to hear what the Word of God has to say to us. But our prayers come with an assignment. If you come before the Lord in prayer, you need to listen to what He has for you. And what Jesus has for you is far more important than what you have to say to Him. You see, Jesus says here, that the people who don't do what He says, they're the people building their lives out of flex seal and duct tape. But if you want to build a life that lasts, you do it by following every word that comes out of the mouth of Jesus Christ. You know, it seems like some of us, some of us in the church, we treat Jesus' commands more like a hobby. We, we hear them in Scripture. We, we see what Jesus says. Jesus reminds us of these things in prayer. And, and those of us with willing spirits, we, we tend to think, oh, that'll, that'll be a nice thing. That'll be a nice thing to do when I find the time to do it. And, and we treat Jesus' commands like, like they're a potential hobby we're going to take up when we retire. You see, we, we treat Jesus' words with the same conviction as taking up bird watching. But let us be reminded by the word of God, this is, this is far more important than any hobby. This is far more important than, than something we, we think we're gonna do in the days ahead. This is for today. What Jesus is telling you here in his words are that his commands are not a hobby. They are the building blocks of life. See, he doesn't just give us these commands to exert some kind of control over us. This is, this is not just so we will be made submissive. Jesus gives us these commands because he says, I'm the creator of the universe. This is how the world works. This is how you unlock the flourishing of this life. This is how you maintain strength through the storm. This is how Jesus is taking a nap through the worst of storms lying on a boat because he's in control of it all. He knows where it's all going to end up. He says, these commands are going to get you through and get you to the end so that you can finish this race strong. His commands aren't an ornament to be placed upon your life, dusted off once a year. Jesus' words are, are the hope in which we live our everyday lives. See, G Jesus came to this earth to show you how to live life to the fullest so that your life might sustain every heavy downpour this world throws at you. Inherent in this is that you're not gonna make it without Jesus' words. See, you're not going to make it through this life without faith in Jesus Christ. You cannot create a life of your own that will weather the storms. You know, some people have gotten really good at duct tape and filler, but duct tape and flex sealer no match for a tsunami. They're not going to hold up. Now let's, let's talk for a minute about some of the things that Jesus has called us to do. Because there's some words that he's given us. He's given to all of us that he has laid out over his children. Commands that he has set over the church. And he says, these are where you start. These are going to help you move in the right direction. Now, some of these things are simple and obvious, and you can say that, but if they're simple and obvious, they should be lived out daily. So what are those, some of those things that Jesus has told us to do? If you go back and, and look through Scripture, Jesus says when he's asked about the commandments, 
And Jesus asked, so, so what do we do? What are the commandments that we need to follow? How do, how, do we, how do we bring these together? What does that look like? What does Jesus say? He says, you are to love God with everything that you are. Love him with your heart and your mind and your soul and your strength. See, that's your command for today. It's not for tomorrow. That's for today. How are you going to love your God today? What are the ways you show affection to God? How do you wrap your arms around him and say, I love you to your God above? He says, that's the first commandment, is you need to be affectionate towards your God, towards your creator. And, and that is for today. That's for every day of your life. That's number one priority. When you're working on your to-do list for tomorrow, the first thing on your to-do list is love your God. And what does that look like? How is God laying that in front of you? And then Jesus moves on. He says, the second is just like it. And this, the other thing you need to be about is loving your neighbor, loving the, the, the people that God has placed in your life. Later in scripture, we see a similar call to, to love your spouse like Christ loved the church. He says, you, you wanna know what you're to be about? Do, do you wanna know what Jesus has asked you to do? This is what Jesus has asked you to do. There's nothing hidden. There's no secret formula. There, there's not some grand display that you have to do for the sake of Jesus. He's like, this is what you're to do. You're to love your God every day and you're to love the people that God has placed in your life every day. There's gonna be people that walk across your path today there are going to be people that you come into contact with. And Jesus says, you are to show them love. The love and grace and mercy of Christ. Love them. This is what you are to do. This is what you are to be about. Give them an encouraging word. Pick them up. Write a letter. There's all kinds of ways for you to love the people that God's put in your life today. You know, in a similar way, we have seen as we've worked through the Gospels as a church. And, and we have seen and known as your pastor, there, there's commands in here. I feel like Jesus has set in front of us in particular that we need to be about. And one of those is we need to be a repentant people. That says you need to be on your knees in confession for where you sinned this week. This, this, is, this was the first word of Jesus' ministry. He says, go and repent. This is, this is what Jesus is asking us to do. He's saying, I've laid it in front of you. And this is, this is one of the ways we love God. One of the ways we love God is when we stand in his presence, we fall to our knees and say, Lord, forgive me for I have failed you. One of the ways you love your God is being repentant before him. And kind of the same way. Another way, when we move through the gospels and we, we get to the great commission, we see just before Jesus' ascension, he tells us this is what you're to do. I'm telling you who you're to be. I'm telling you what you're supposed to do. He says, one of the ways that you love your neighbor, one of the ways that you love your family, one of the ways that you love the people that are gonna be in your life today is when you witness to them and you disciple them. You know what this means? It's just helping them see and know Jesus. So what we mean by this, he says, well, Jesus should be on your lips. When you, when you meet someone, they should know you know Jesus. He says, this is what you're to be about, that they know that you love Jesus Christ. And if they're interested, if the Lord's working on their heart, you begin to disciple them. Help them grow in that faith. So this, this is how you love the people. The most important loving act you can do for someone is introduce them to Jesus Christ or help them grow in their faith and grow closer to Jesus Christ. And so, and so you know, a lot of times we get caught up and saying, I don't know what God wants me to do today. I don't know where God is leading me. Jesus is saying, it's on the pages. It's, it's there. I've laid it out before you. You're, you're to love your God and love the people around you. You'd be repentant. You, you need to witness. You need to disciple. And, and it goes on. He said, these, these are the kinds of things I'm about. These are the kinds of things Jesus has already told us to do. 
And then we, we come here to, to Luke chapter 6, verse 46, and he says, why do you call to me, Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? He said, I've, I've told you these things over and over again. These are the building blocks of life. Sometimes it's hard to see from a distance, but remember, we're talking to the creator here. And what the creator is telling us is this is how we build a life that lasts, a life that's worth something. It's like gold in the kingdom of God. And so we have to ask ourselves, are you going to build your life out of Jesus' love this morning? Are you going to continue to build with filler and tape? Which one's going to be? Is it going to be Jesus or is it going to be shoddy materials? Is it going to be the heavenly? Or is it going to be the temporary? How are we going to build today? Let's pray together. Our Father, we recognize that you are the creator. We recognize your words are eternal. These pages in front of me, though newly printed, have stood for ages, thousands of years. Strong and foundational. And Lord, this morning we, we pray that you would help to clear our hearts and our minds, clean out our ears, and Wipe off our glasses so that we can see clearly the building blocks of Jesus Christ. That we could build our lives upon a firm foundation. It's not temporary but eternal. And, and Lord, we need you. We're, we're, not, we're not capable of this on our own, Father. Best stuff we can come up with is like wet cardboard. So Lord, come give us strength. Come give us wisdom. Hear our prayer and build up our lives this morning. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. First Baptist Church has been broadcasting its services of new life and historic faith for 46 years. We would like to ask that you continue to pray with us for this ministry and also for your financial support so that we can continue this ministry for years to come. Thank you.